everyone to this episode of the Perfect Par Podcast. In today's episode, I am joined by nutrition expert Ben Feynman. Ben, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me on, Carter. It's a pleasure to be here. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself to get started. Sure. Um, so I have, I guess my um, background first kind of lies within fitness. Uh, so I started my career in fitness in about 2009. Um, so been been in the industry a little while now, over a decade. Um, and I started off uh, pretty much the past 10 years. I've worked in corporate fitness where I was kind of working at large companies, managing their on-site fitness centers, working with their employees, doing everything from health promotion to, you know, the, the typical fitness, personal training, group classes. Um, so kind of addressing employee wellness from a whole in that regard. Um, I've always been very active outside of that kind of doing uh, work in various gyms and, you know, other, um, you know, small fitness companies doing personal training and classes on the side. Uh, in 2015, I started, I guess the end of 2015, early 2016, I started my own company called Intuitive Roots uh, with another friend of mine who was kind of more of, you know, um, he kind of handled more of my backend tech support and that type of stuff. Um, it's currently just myself. But um, what I really kind of specialize in is functional strength training. And then uh, about I would say about four years ago, I started taking more of a keen interest in nutrition uh, just because I realized that is where a lot of my clients were needing more specific help. I think a lot of people um, are pretty good at following their exercise program. It can stick to it, but uh, just don't really have a great knowledge of you know general nutrition and how important the nutrition is to supporting whatever their fitness and lifestyle goals are. So I really kind of... Um, started to focus more on nutrition in the past few years and really try to help people from that regard because whatever your fitness goal is whether it's more health-based or performance-based nutrition plays a huge role in it so uh it's just even uh, a little bit of nutrition knowledge can go a long way for people so um, i started doing nutrition coaching last year got into it a little bit more over the pandemic i had some more free time so i was able to kind of set up some more nutritional programs and i've you know been working with a lot of people then um since then, just kind of helping them with whatever their goals are. Um, so that's kind of what I do. I also currently manage uh, the fitness programs at a uh, local gym in my area. We're kind of a climbing gym with a strong fitness component. So I work with a lot of rock climbers and uh, kind of do a lot of different fitness classes and training there. So fitness is really, I guess, where I kind of started, but nutrition just naturally kind of you know, entered the mix for me because I saw it as such a part of the equation that people really needed a lot of support. So uh, that's kind of how I got into the nutrition end of it. Uh, I prescribe to Precision, Precision Nutrition, who I'm certified through. I definitely feel that they're the top organization of all the different fitness organizations out there as far as being an authority on what is healthy eating, you know, what can I eat to support my lifestyle and, you know, manage everything from disease prevention to weight management to performance related goals. So that's kind of, you know, I align, I would say my nutrition principles with a lot of the guidelines and practices that they put forth. And, you know, I just kind of use their guidelines and use a lot of my own personal experience to kind of help coach people with just how to eat healthier overall, and then how to, you know, specifically tailor their diet to meet some of their uh, specific uh, specific performance or health related goals. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so I guess we'll start with some more generalized nutrition uh, questions, and then we'll move into a little bit more golf specific stuff. So as with most things, and especially in golf, you know, you start out by learning the fundamentals. Uh, are there any fundamentals to nutrition? I'm sure. I think it's just a good, just having some basic general knowledge is always good. Uh, as I just said previously, just some knowing a few basic things can go a pretty long way for you. So kind of understanding like where do we derive our calories from? And all of our calories really come from three, what we call macronutrients, um, which people, you know, most people should know are protein, fat, and carbohydrates. We derive all our calories from. So, you know, um, carbohydrate is our number one energy source. So that is what the body is going to look to first for producing energy within the body. Um, fat being our secondary energy source. Uh, so that's going to be more carbs are going to be more your immediate energy source. That's what the body is looking to kind of burn up right away to produce energy for whether it's exercise or just kind of general functions of daily life. Um, and then protein would be the third source, but protein uh, is more of a building block. So that's what our body uses to comprise, you know, and build things such as our muscle tissue, um, hair, nails. So that's all kind of more coming from a structural component. Fats in a way do that as well. They're, you know, can are very important for, you know, building cell walls and that type of thing. Um, and then, I mean, the thing with nutrition is you can really start diving into rabbit holes as we kind of like break down certain things. But I would say from a general standpoint, just understanding what the three macronutrients are, what they do for the body um, is a good starting point. And then kind of understanding like the physiological effects. So, you know, things like carbohydrate are going to have more of an effect on our blood sugar. So they're going to cause spike in our blood sugar, which is great before exercise. Um, if you're just going to kind of sit down in front of a computer for a long time, you probably don't need a, a super carb dense meal. Um, you might be better off just getting some, you know, uh, healthy fats in the body that are going to give you some energy, but not have quite a metabolic effect. Um, yeah. So I, I guess just understanding those and then understanding, you know, what is a healthy meal. Um, and if, you know, you and I have kind of looked at this a lot, but, uh, you know, some basic guidelines are you would just want to try to get about a palm full of a protein dense food at each meal. So if we look at foods that are kind of higher in protein, all of our animal products, meats, dairy products, cheese, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, so beef, chicken, turkey, fish, um, all that. And then you look at what are some of your fat sources. So fats really come from Two things, we have our saturated fats, which come from animal products. Um, so again, like your dairy, your meats, um, you know, yogurts, cheeses, anything that is from an animal is going to have saturated fat in it. And then if we look at unsaturated fat, which comes from plant sources, um, so, you know, a lot of your plant oils, a lot of your nuts, uh, seeds, that kind of stuff. Um, and these are all things that the body needs. Um, it just... You know, and then if we look at what are um, our carbohydrate sources, so, um, you know, all your grains, fruits have a lot of carbohydrates, uh, you know, things like that, cereals, breads. Um, and then it's just a matter of you want to get a good balance of all of these things in your regular diet. Um, and that's not even touching on micronutrients, which are other uh, compounds that are found in food that don't necessarily have a caloric effect. Uh that add up to actual calories, but that we still need things like electrolytes, um, 
that type of thing that affect metabolic processes in our body and the regulation of certain systems. So um, I would say for most people, just understanding that those three main macronutrients, getting a good balance of all of them. So if we look at a meal, we want to get a good, you know, about a palm size of about the size of your palm is about a good uh, portion of protein. So if you're looking at like meat, like chicken, or if you're doing like a big serving of yogurt, maybe um, just like a palm size handful or yeah, palm size portion is good. If we're looking at carbohydrates, you know, that's going to be more of our starchier type foods. Um, we really only need depend, and this is all going to be dependent on, you know, what your goals are. Are you looking to gain muscle? Are you looking to lose weight? You know, are you male, female? What's your age? So there's definitely a lot of components that play into it. But, um, you know, carbohydrates, we're looking for a few cupped handfuls of a carb dense food at a meal. And then we're really trying to fill out the rest of our plate with our healthier, like vegetable sources that are going to be um, a lot more dense in nutrients. Um, so the vegetables play a very important role in our overall diet. One, from what they deliver um, from a standpoint of a lot of the nutrients, they contain uh, antioxidants, which are basically um, chemical compounds in the body that um, are comprised of a larger group called phytonutrients. Um, and really what those do are help with anti-inflammatory properties and disease prevention. So, you know, some good sources of antioxidants, uh, your citrus fruits, strawberries, peppers, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, potatoes. Um, those would be good vitamin C sources. If we're looking for things like vitamin E, which is another strong antioxidant, things like nuts, um, Collard greens, spinach, pumpkin, red peppers are all good sources. Um, and then our dark orange foods, beta carotene, so carrots, sweet potatoes, winter squash, apricots. Um, so, you know, all of these things contain these micronutrients, which are very important for the body. You know, those fruits and vegetables, uh, not overeat, um, you know, some of the other parts of the meal that might typically cause us to gain weight if we're eating them in too much excess. So um, the way our appetite is regulated, um, it's usually about, it's usually from the volume of food that goes in the stomach, not necessarily the calorie load. So if we can fill up our stomach with a lot of healthy vegetables, I know that's kind of a long winded answer, but it's, it's tough to kind of break that down to a simple answer. Yeah, no, that, that covers pretty much all of the basics yeah. of nutrition and all kind of the questions I was going to ask for that. Um, the only thing left before we go into some more golf specific stuff is, uh, what, what makes a good nutrition plan? Uh, basically you, it's really going to be dependent on what your goals are. So I think, let's say the average person, maybe they're looking to either maintain or lose a little weight. Um, you just need to really be conscious of what's on your plate. Um, kind of going back to the things we just discussed, are you getting, uh, are you meeting your daily and really kind of start to pinpoint and break down, you know, what things um, are looking good, what need to be replaced. So when we talk about the overall plan, um, it's really dependent on what the goal is and then how do we kind of tweak those variables to get there. So, you know, for instance, um, I think for the average person, nutrient density is very important and nutrient density really is just, you know, what are you getting out of your calories, right? Because we know that 300 calories of potato chips is a lot different than 300 calories of, you know, let's say a salad with, you know, grilled chicken and other yeah. on it. So I think nutrient density is probably what I would consider one of the most important things. So if we look at, let's say you're a person that needs 1500 calories a day, 
Um, how can we maximize those 1500 calories to really get the most out of them? So, you know, we're trying to get a lot of fruits and vegetables to cover, you know, all those phytonutrients and an antioxidants that we just mentioned. Um, and then we're looking to make sure we're getting adequate protein. Um, are we eating enough carbohydrate to support our energy needs? Um, and then are we just getting some healthy fats in our body so we can kind of make sure that, you know, we have enough, um, that the cell walls and everything are getting all the fats that they need to keep some of the structural components of our body, um, you know, intact. So I guess nutrient density would be a very important part of it. And then just really looking at the individual, what is their lifestyle? You know, how much time do they have to cook meals? If not, you know, what are some healthy, um, you know, food, uh, whether it's delivery services or if they're going out to, you know, get food that's already prepared, you know, how do we make sure that we're getting everything we need in our diet if we're not going to have the time to kind of cook it on our own? So planning is a huge part of any, you know, uh, nutritional overhaul, whether you're, you know, what, whatever you're trying to do, whether it's put on muscle or gain weight, you really need to make sure you're kind of like looking ahead down the line. What do you have coming up on your schedule? Where can you fit your meals in? You know, when are you going to have time to prepare your meals? So I think preparation is really at the forefront of any, you know, and hence the, why we're calling it a plan, but um, just kind of really seeking out, you know, what's coming up in the future and how can we kind of work around the things that life are going to throw at us to make sure we're getting the healthy meals we need it, it throughout the day. And we're getting a few healthy snacks to kind of keep us satiated between meals, keep our energy levels up. Um, and then just making sure that we're trying to get as much nutrient density as, as we can throughout all those meals and snacks. Yeah. So moving into more of kind of some golf specific stuff, I put on Instagram asking if anybody had any specific nutrition questions. And one that came up quite a bit was, uh, how to, how to build muscle through nutrition because, um, golf right now, you know, everything's with speed, speed, speed. And a lot of people are doing that through muscle. How, how do you really structure your nutrition to, uh, build, build muscle? Sure. Um, so a, a lot of it, it's, it's kind of a two part component. You need to make sure that, you know, if we're looking at the exercise, um, component of it, I mean, the, the way we build muscle, um, it's just a theory called progressive overload. So we need to constantly, you know, be putting, um, some stress or resistance against the muscles uh, that they have to overcome. So they have to, you know, when we work out, we're actually breaking down muscle tissue. Um, so, you know, what happens during a workout, you, you, let's say you're lifting weights, you're actually physically damaging your muscle cells. Um, and then they just kind of need to, um, you know, kind of regrow and grow bigger so they can keep continually overcome the resistance you're putting at it. So when we're doing that, we're breaking down a lot of tissue. So we need to nutritionally um, kind of back that by making sure that we're getting enough calories and we're getting uh, the right calories. So that muscle has fuel to kind of build and grow. Um, so protein is a big component of it. I think something that is often overlooked is really getting enough carbohydrate to build muscle. There's such a heavy emphasis on protein, which is definitely a strong component of it. But um, we, we need to remember that carbohydrate is actually the number one fuel source for our muscles. So um, a good post-workout meal should definitely have an adequate amount of carbohydrate, protein, um, and then some fat. I mean, fat doesn't have as huge of a metabolic effect 
um, on, you know, let's say muscle building. But so if you're trying to build muscle, I would definitely make sure. So to put things into perspective, so the average person who's not trying to build muscle, the recommender requirement, and this is coming from the American College of Sports Medicine, who is, you know, one of the leading authorities on health and fitness in our country. Um, so if we look at kilograms of body weight and a kilogram is about uh, 2.2 um, or I'm sorry, a kilogram is about 2.2 pound, uh, pounds. So we need to keep that in perspective. So if we get 0.8 to one kilogram of um, protein per, or I'm sorry, yeah, 0.8 to one kilogram of um, protein per kilogram of body weight per day. So that's almost about half your body weight. So let's say I weigh 180 pounds. So if I'm not trying to build muscle, I'm trying to get about 90 um, grams of protein just to kind of maintain what I have daily. Now, if I'm trying to put on muscle, I want to up those requirements anywhere from 1.2 to 1.7 grams of protein per, per kilogram of body weight. So it definitely jumps a little. So you're looking at eating, you know, almost whatever, like close to 75% of, you know, what you're body weight is in kilograms, um, to getting that in grams of protein. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely we're looking at getting adequate protein sources. So, you know, all your animal products are always great protein sources. So making sure that every meal, um, and this is important, even if you're not trying to build muscle, but even, even more so if you're trying to build muscle, you want to get an adequate serving of protein. Um, and then you're getting, if you're trying to build muscle, I would up those carbohydrates. So if you're not, if you're only doing like a cup to can full of like, let's say something like brown rice or pasta, um, you want to try to up that to two or three cup handfuls, um, at a meal. And I say that cause that's kind of, if we look at prison precision nutrition's portion sizing, um, standards, a serving of carbohydrate is about what you can fit in a cup's hand. So that's about one serving of carbohydrates. So if you're looking to build muscle um, and you're, you know, say you're a young male, like I, I would say two to three of those per meal with probably two palms of protein, which is probably going to be somewhere around 40 grams of protein, 60 grams of carbohydrate. Um, so, you know, a, a good post-workout meal might be like some grilled chicken, some pasta, you know, getting a little bit of vegetables. Maybe you're getting some healthy fat through you know, whether you're cooking the chicken in oil or whether you're getting um, some avocado or if you're eating fish has some good healthy fat, but definitely the carb and protein are probably the most important parts. So if you're looking at like a shake, um, doing like some whey protein, um, a scoop to two scoops, you know, depending on how much is in a serving. So, you know, anywhere 20 to 40 grams of protein in that shake, uh, throw in like a couple handfuls of you know, berries or something or banana that's going to give you some good carbohydrate that your body can absorb immediately. Um, that's the nice thing about a post-recovery shake is, you know, it's pretty instantly absorbable. Everything's broken down pretty good. Um, so yeah, definitely as far as uh, putting on muscle, um, you want to, you have about a 45 minute window after a workout where 45 to 60 minutes um, where you have this, what we call metabolic window where you know, your muscles are really depleted from your workout. So you really need to get those carbohydrates and protein back in the muscle so you can start that process of protein synthesis where your muscle starts rebuilding itself and growing bigger. Um, so definitely it's very important after a workout to get that good post-workout recovery meal in. Um, 
so yeah, and you know, looking at the typical three meal a day structure, um, looking to get like 30 to 40 grams of protein per meal and then getting an adequate amount of carbohydrate um, is definitely ideal if you're looking to put on muscle. Yeah. So another, you know, big thing uh, kind of in the golf world, and I'd say probably in sports in general, is uh, the term clean eating right now. Um, how would you define clean eating and how does it affect uh, your body's ability to recover? Sure. I would define clean eating as um, just trying to eat as many whole foods as possible and trying to limit the amount of processed food in the diet. Um, And so I guess for those that aren't familiar, the difference between whole food and processed, um, a whole food is as close to its naturally occurring state as, as possible, whereas a processed food is something that has been, you know, highly industrialized. It's had a lot of nutrients stripped out of it. It's you know, had other things added into it. And, you know, on a molecular level, a processed food, a lot of the things that are done to it are, is going to disrupt some of the natural physiological processes in the body. Uh, let's say for instance, um, I don't know, let's pick any typical junk food. Let's just say like Cheetos or something like that. Um, you know, it's something like a food like that. It's just going to have very little, uh, going back to what we were talking about earlier, nutrient density. I mean, it doesn't have that many things that are going to be beneficial to the body. There's not really any healthy fat in it. There's not any protein in it. There's not, um, the carbohydrates that are in it are mostly simple, which means they're going to spike your blood sugar up and you're probably going to have that crash afterwards. Your body's going to release a lot of insulin. Um, so as opposed to a whole food, so like a good whole food meal might be like a baked chicken breast with, let's say, some roasted potatoes and grilled asparagus. Um, you know, something that if you look at all those foods, like, yeah, sure, you you might cook them in a little oil. You might, um, you know, add other things onto them like spices to increase flavor. But if you really look at the makeup of that food, it's, it's coming from a pretty natural state. You know, it, it was an animal. It was vegetables that were grown out of the ground as opposed to, you know, some of the, you know, other stuff that's processed, like, let's say a lot of like the cereals, like your Fruit Loops or something like that, like they can add in some certain nutrients that are, you know, they call fortifying where they'll put things back in. But um, just the way that's different, like, that's the one thing with nutrition is the science isn't always 100% clear on, you know, why certain, um, natural compounds just seem to interact and kind of help each other in the digestion and absorption process. But something that is naturally occurring, um, you know, like your fruits, vegetables, meats, um, they just have these chemical interactions that seem to really be beneficial to the body as far as not creating um, things like free radicals, which we know are basically unstable compounds in the body that, you know, uh, lose an electron and they can cause cell damage over time. So if we're eating a lot of processed foods and things like that, it's going to disrupt some of these processes. So yeah, I mean, clean eating are foods that are more nutrient dense that are going to have a lot of those phytonutrients that we talked about earlier that are those plant compounds that have those antioxidant properties that can clear those free radicals from the body that are going to enhance your immunity, that are going to enhance um, intracellular communication, you know, between your cells and help repair damage, you know, um, from exposure to toxins and that kind of thing. So clean eating, just think as close to natural as possible. So, you know, fruits, vegetables, 
uh, lean meats, that kind of thing, as opposed to, you know, more of your like grains and things that have been run through mills and had a lot of the nutrients stripped away. Like, you know, white rice is bleached and has a lot of those natural occurring nutrients taken out of it, as opposed to, you know, stuff like brown rice, um, where it has a lot of those nutrients still intact. So I would say clean eating is just really trying to stick to more of those whole food sources and limiting the processed things that have a lot of chemical additives. So that's how I would probably classify that. Yeah. Yeah. So my next question is definitely very, very important this time of year for uh, anybody living in the South. Um, How do you maintain hydration on the golf course and off the golf course and uh, explain a little bit how hydration works within the body? Sure. Um, I mean, hydration is so important. I mean, if we look at our, you know, chemical makeup where our body is, you know, the majority water, if we look at our cells and everything, I mean, our body, we have a lot of water in our body. So we need to make sure that there's, that we have enough to kind of help regulate all of the processes uh, physiologically that are going on in the body. So when we don't have, um, fluid in the body it's just there's not enough fluid in the blood bloodstream to get around some of those nutrients that we need to get to our muscles um, especially during exercise so adequate hydration is really going to keep all of the uh, physiological processes going on in the body um, performing optimally so you know if we have enough uh, if we're getting enough water we're get, we have enough fluid in our bloodstream so you know, just the delivery of nutrients is a lot easier. And, you know, that um, intracellular communication um, is that much easier to, you know, for your body to kind of carry out. So not to get too deep into the physiology, but like some of the ways cells communicate, you have sodium and potassium pumps, and you need enough fluid in your body to kind of help move these uh, electrolytes, you know, between cells so that the cells can communicate and kind of let water in and out of the cell gates to help, you know, keep everything intact. So, you know, when it comes to hydration and adequately being hydrated, um, I really would strive everyone to try to get, you know, at least one ounce of water per uh, pound of body weight um, daily, or I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. So yeah, I mean, at least half your body weight, um, you should be trying to get in ounces of water. So again, I'll I'll use myself as an example. I'm 180 pounds. I try to get at least 90 ounces of water a day. And if I'm doing more active stuff, I should probably get more than that. And then really the environment is going to dictate that as well. So like we've talked with you when you're out on the golf course, it's a really hot, humid day. You're just losing fluid pretty rapidly. So especially when it's not evaporating off the skin, it's not cooling your body as much. So you even need to keep taking in more water when it's really hot and humid. um, Sweat just tends to drip out of the pores instead of evaporating. So it's not even cooling your body off as much. So you need to get even more fluid in. So as far as building up to an event, um, so, you know, we've talked about the importance of, you know, hydration, the days leading up to the event. Um, There's, a little bit of a difference between intracellular and extracellular fluids. So it takes, you know, uh, sometimes a full 48 hours from the water you put in your body to actually be fully absorbed into the cells um, so that they can perform optimally. So if it's the day of the event and you're really dehydrated and you think, oh, I'm just going to wake up and pound like a half gallon of water and I'll be good. Well, what's going to happen is you're probably just going to really 
a lot of that water is not going to have the adequate time to really absorb into the cells. And when you're putting that much water in rapidly, um, your body's just going to try to flush it out. So you're just going to be urinating a lot, which is going to probably flush out some of those important electrolytes you need in the body. So it's really important to just be looking at the days leading up to your event and really just try to keep, um, you know, that water, um, constantly coming in throughout the day like i you know really encourage people to just have a big water bottle and just kind of be sipping water throughout the day and try to limit some of the other fluids that you're putting in things you know just other liquids that um one could have a lot of calories in but you know if you're doing drinking things like caffeine um you just need to be careful about you know how that is interacting chemically with some of the other processes um, where you might not be absorbing as much of that water as you would if you were just drinking water alone. Um, and then it's definitely important when you're on the golf course, especially in those hot and humid days or any athletic event that you're just trying to get, you know, like eight ounces of water every 20 to 30 minutes just to kind of keep um, making sure that your body is getting that flow of water it needs to keep everything going. Um, when we get dehydrated, um, that's when it, you know, things like muscle cramps start happening because, you know, there's not enough fluid in the cells for that intracellular communication to happen. The body can't efficiently, you know, move as much fluid for your bloodstream to deliver those nutrients. Um, and then through sweat, you start to lose the electrolytes, which is another important component. So that's where things like your sports drinks comes in. And, um, you know, since this kind of fits in the topic, electrolytes are basically chemical components that also help regulate a lot of those physiological uh, processes. They're electrically charged, so they can kind of control certain things that are happening between cells. Um, so if we look at the common electrolytes, calcium, chloride, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, sodium. So if you look at a lot of sports drinks, um, whether it's Gatorade or, you know, more in-depth um, Electrolyte supplements like Accelerate, they're going to have a lot of those things in it. Um, we just have to be careful that, you know, uh, if, if you're doing a really long duration event, it's fine to drink like a Gatorade or something with a little more sugar. If you're doing like a workout that's not going over 60 minutes, you're probably fine just drinking water. Um, but that's kind of the difference. When you're losing a lot of sweat, you also lose those electrolytes through the sweat. So you want to make sure you're replenishing with either whole food sources or the sports drinks, um, some good, uh, food sources for electrolytes. Um, a lot of fruits are really heavy with a lot of these electrolytes, strawberries, watermelons, oranges, bananas, um, raisins, all those things are going to help kind of replenish with electrolytes, vegetables, uh, spinach, kale, avocado, broccoli, potatoes. So beans, tomatoes. So those would be good things to include in like a post-workout meal after like a heavy round of golf. And then some of the meat and animal sources, fish, milk, yogurt, turkey, chicken, veal are all sources that can kind of help get those electrolytes back. So it's kind of that dual component, definitely making sure you're getting the fluids, but also looking at what are you losing when you, when those fluids, you know, come out of your body. So um, important to kind of keep that balance. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we've covered a lot of uh, solid nutrition information so far. Um, my last question, which came up a lot on Instagram, was what are some of the best on-course snacks? Okay. Yeah, I mean, th that's a great question. So things that are, I would say, things that are more complex carbohydrates, so things that are going to give you like some more long-term sustainable energy as well as getting some protein. So um a lot of these things we've covered, but like sandwiches with like whole wheat bread, um, you know, getting some peanut butter and jelly on there. So you're getting a little bit of 
you know, all that macronutrient balance we talk about. You're getting some proteins, you're getting some healthy fats. Um, fats are going to give you the long-term energy. The complex carbohydrates are going to give you the long-term energy. So nuts, fruit um, is a good one. Um, jerky. I mean, things, you got to kind of look at a few things, like what's convenient, what's portable. Um, you know, some things might be like a great snack, but it just might not be convenient to have with you on the golf course. Um, protein bars are good to have like any bar that can give you some good, like long-term sustainable energy. So things like cliff bars, um, Lara bars, um, you know, and then blending things like, uh, like apple with some nut butter would be like a great snack to get you some electrolytes, get you some nutrients, give you that energy. Um, you know, like nuts and jerky or something that I like to, I'm, I'm not a golfer, but like if I'm out like hiking for a day and I'm expending a lot of energy and sweating, like those are the things I would typically bring, you know, definitely some fruit, definitely some kind of protein source. Like I, I make my own like kind of protein, um, energy bars, but any, any standard energy bar, I would say when you're out on the course and you need energy, um, you know, looking at like that's when you can afford to have like some more processed things if you just really need to get those calories and energy in so a lot of those bars are good um you know turkey sandwiches are good if you can keep that cold because then you're going to get some protein you're going to get some good uh complex carbs if you put it on some whole wheat bread um so yeah stuff that's uh convenient and nutrient dense so going back to that conversation um trying to think of some other things off the top of my head that's I mean, that, that's what I would try to, you know, make the easiest fruits, nuts, bars, um, and then just easy sandwiches you can take or some pretty easy ones um, that will give you that energy. And then just look at, you know, some potential sports drinks for when you're getting into those later rounds and you really need, um, you know, to get some of those electrolytes back. So your simple Gatorades and Powerades work, but some of the supplements that we've talked about, like Accelerate or some of those other, like, branch chain amino acid supplements can help give you some of that long-term energy. So, um, so just think things that are going to give you some good nutrient density, things that are just going to put some calories in the body. Um, I would avoid like real sugary, starchy things that are going to cause like a spike in your blood sugar, but that are going to then, you know, cause you to kind of crash and have like an energy crash, like a little after. So I would have just avoid anything that's like super sugary and like a real simple carbohydrate, you know, other than fruit, um, fruit's fine to eat it when you're out on the golf course. But yeah, I would just try to, you know, avoid like, you know, candy bars or, you know, soda, those type of things, like look for those better sources of carbohydrate, you know, like your fruits, like your trail mixes, um, that type of stuff. So stuff that's just going to be energizing, but not cause you to have like a sugar crash. And that's going to get you some protein as well. Yeah. So I think we've covered a lot of really solid information uh, in this episode. Where can people find out more about you? Um, so I am on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Facebook is just intuitive roots. Um, on Instagram, it's intuitive underscore roots. And then my website, um, intuitive roots.com, um, where I have, you know, more information about some of the services I offer. Um, I have been trying to get back in a regular, uh, posting schedule with some of my social media stuff. I've been a little busy, but I'm trying to get a little bit more content out there. I try to put out a mixture of, you know, fitness and nutritional related content, and then just some more lifestyle stuff. Um, 
because my company is very lifestyle focused. Three pillars are build the body, grow the mind, pursue your passions. So there's some good stuff on the website about things you can do for your mental health as well. And then just, you know, other adventure type of activities that I kind of embody in my own lifestyle. So, um, yeah, I mean, those would be the places to kind of find more out if you're interested in any of my services. 